This is the Magic Word Podcast.com. Calm down, calm down. Hello. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicCordPodcast.com. Yes, we have finally reached another momentous milestone right here. Uh, that is, we're at episode number 800. Pretty darn amazing. We couldn't have made it without the support of all of you listeners all over the world. Thank you so very, very, very much. I wish I could get around to shake hands with every one of you and give you a hug because I can only tell you from afar by you listening to this how much I really appreciate you coming back week after week and for listening to this podcast and supporting us the way that you do. I love hearing all the comments whenever I'm at magic conventions or I'm just out and about different places. I'm surprised at some of the most amazing places where I happen to run into some of you listeners. And I thank you so much for coming up to me and telling me how much that this podcast really means to you. And uh, it, it, it really warms my heart. I thank you so much. And that's really kind of what helps keep me going. Of course, what really keeps us going financially are the Friends of the Magic Word. And I really want to thank them very much for their support month after month and year after year. There are so many people who provide us with their uh, monthly pledges and with also occasional donations uh, using PayPal and Patreon uh, to become friends of the magic word. People have rotated in and out, some people who have uh, given money as they can. And so, again, I appreciate each and every one of you. I do want to point out, by the way, this week we do have someone who is a new supporter, a new friend of the magic word, and that is Terrence Bronk from Canada. Terrence, thank you very much. I appreciate you. You're a donation. It has uh, certainly helped us as well as, again, every dollar that everybody else helps support us with. And speaking of other dollars, you can certainly support us by going to Amazon.com. I guess, actually, if you go to the Magic Word Podcast.com, at the bottom of each webpage, you'll see a, a a logo there that says we are an affiliate of Amazon. By clicking on that, it takes you to Amazon. As we're getting into the holiday season, please remember to use that. It helps us through their affiliate program with just a few pennies that we kind of get from time to time. Not a lot of money, but every quarter or so, we get about $10 that <laughs> comes from Amazon. Not much when you talk about a few pennies here and there. But perhaps if uh, more of you 10,000 listeners who, who use Amazon could click on that, and perhaps we will get a little bit more. So just a thought. I appreciate it. Well, this week's podcast actually was uh, recorded earlier this year. And in fact, I have uh, put this podcast to bed or scheduled it for uh, the future. You're actually hearing it in the present, but uh, I've actually recorded it in the past. But right now I'm recording the future. Yeah, it all comes together. I've got uh, some heart surgery that was coming due on Wednesday, uh, November the 8th, going in for an ablation surgery. So I... Uh, well, was unable to actually be here to post this in real time. So just kind of getting this going in advance. I should be in and out of the hospital in just a few days. Uh, if all goes well, you'll be hearing from me again next week. If not, eh, I hope you've enjoyed the last 800 episodes, including this one, because this week we've got just a fantastic guest, and that is Jack Goldfinger. Jack has been around for such a long time. He is someone who I call really the Yoda of magic is someone who it's just uh, great to hear him speak because he speaks in uh, such uh, truisms. What am I trying to say? Just um, uh, it, he gives good advice. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> he has been the director of entertainment for the Magic Castle, that is the Academy of Magical Arts, for some number of years, having replaced Max Maven. And he is, uh, of course, a well-known performer, having toured all over the world and uh, finally staying there in L.A., and working with the Academy. So I had a chance to sit down with him, and I knew when I recorded this, this is something that is very special that deserves some special treatment, which is why that I've saved this for episode number 800. So I'm going to step out of the way and let you enjoy my discussion I had this week with Jack Goldfinger here on The Magic Word.
Today, we are with a guest who many of you know or have heard of or have seen perhaps perform on television or on stage around the world. You have uh, perhaps communicated with him from time to time as he is currently the entertainment director for the Academy of Magical Arts, that is the clubhouse, which is known as the Magic Castle in Hollywood, California. He has uh, won many awards. Uh, you won the Palme d'Or it seems like there was some other uh, award that you had won when you were overseas there sometime or something. But let me just introduce my guest then. To, first of all, there's someone who I have been wanting to talk with for such a long time, a gentleman who is uh, so full of wealth, uh, is a wealth of knowledge, just uh, with, with great things that you need to get. A, let me tell you in advance, ladies and gentlemen, who are listeners, dear listeners, please have a pencil and paper with you and pause from time to time because <laughs> you're going to want to write down some of these gems. I just told him last night, he polishes a diamond even brighter, I, you know, with, with his word, beautiful gems and words of wisdom. Please welcome my friend, Jack Goldfinger. Hey there, Jack. So good to have you, my friend. Wow. What a pleasure. What, a, what an honor to, to be uh, invited to such a prestigious podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad that you're here. Now, I mentioned about the Palme d'Or, and I thought that you had, uh, you and Dove had entertained many years ago, like in Monaco for uh, Prince's... Uh, was that right, or was there some place? Mm. No, I was thinking there was a television we went show. We to Monaco I saw. and did uh, a show. I'm trying to remember. Oh gosh, the host was Patrick Wayne. It it was the precursor to the show that came later. I can't give you the actual name, but we performed for this television show. Uh, I want to say it's back in the 70s. Sometime. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look it up, Google yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking that you guys had performed in a lot of uh, elegant destinations, a lot of places around the world. As such, uh, what is one of your most memorable places where you've ever performed? I'm always curious when I ask my guess of different things. I mean, whether it might have been before a particular, it might have been just an impromptu thing in which you might have changed someone's life that you found out later that, oh my gosh, you know, this was so much fun. Or someone said, I, you know, this was wonderful or you impressed me or it might have been for a duke or duchess that was in the audience or you never know. I mean, was there a particular place? Uh, the only place that stands out in my, my mind, uh, brain, Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Magic Castle? Of course. There, there's, there is, and any everything else is uh, very nice and very prestigious. Sure. But when Bill and Milt invited us into the Magic Castle mm-hmm. and its magic, right? That that was the precursor. What year were you in this magic? Pardon? What year were you in the It's Magic? Uh, I think it was 1970. Early uh, on. Yeah, 75. Okay. Maybe even before. Yeah. Yes, 72. I know you go back a little because I've got a friend who had served uh, in Vietnam with you, that uh, John Miller, had, uh, ah, <laughs> another magician. Ah, yes. <laughs> and he had told me that... Um, you you have, were in the military, so and if you're counting out there, that's my third ah. <laughs> so far, yes, we got a long way to go. <laughs> so the Magic Castle, obviously, uh, the, the house that Milt built uh, here, and Bill, and, and Bill, of course, and Irene. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was the triumvirate of magic. I think the, the people who were able to put this together and and, and call on so much in order to make this thing happen. It happened to be the right place and the right point in time, I guess. Yes, yes, very, very much so. Well, today we live in a place or a world, I guess, where we have a lot of other theaters and things that are, magic theaters in particular, that have been sprouting up, you know, Magic Lounge and Smoke and Mirrors and so many other places, House of Cards in Nashville. Success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. Ah, I like that then also. That's true. And so if you follow the clues, then you can... Come to the Magic Castle. Mm Mm-hmm. Look around, see the clues, Yeah, go back out there, make it happen. Right. Well, you have to have a dream first, don't you? Oh, yes. A dream. And dreams do come true. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, I'm a, a big believer in that. I'm one of the luckiest person, people, Dove and I are, are the luckiest people in the world. Why? Can't take credit for anything. Things just happen. Just, it, yep. Yep. 
Don't you think you kind of make your own luck sometimes? I mean, you, you work to make luck. Uh, if you're working, that indicates effort. Ah, and oh. this is effortless. Gotcha. Because we'd do it for free. The secret, the real secret is. Yeah. <laughs> we love I, it so I, much. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I would. Mm-hmm. And when you and Dove were working, do you always work with her? Or from time to time, do you ever perform without her just solo? Uh, that's, that's a trick question. <laughs> yes, we, we, we work together. Of course, there was a point in time when we had met back in 1964. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and I was doing Magi Fest and all the conventions right. and things, but that was a learning curve. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like your flight time, I guess. Yeah, you mm-hmm. could say that. Where did you learn to be bad, or where were you bad and learned to be good? Maybe I should put it that way. Uh, I learned... I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't even know I was a magician until someone told me <laughs> what? I was Wait, a magician. Rich. What do you mean by that? Oh, they, they said, what are you, a magician? And I said, oh, I, I guess I am. This was like seven or, you know, you get that first Remco magic set. Okay, sure. And, uh, yeah, and it went, went from there. And so was that something that your parents had given you as a child or something that uh, that— Remco Magic Set? Uh, I was uh, privileged enough to uh, go to a kindergarten. No, it, what comes first? Yeah, kindergarten. Kindergarten. Mm-hmm. But that's a school. Oh, well, it's preschool. Preschool, preschool kindergarten. And what's, pre, what's and then before elementary preschool? Daycare. Daycare. Okay. Yes. And uh, they had a magician show up. Wow, you can remember that far back. Well, there was a there's a movie called Zardoz with Sean Connery. Yes, and in the movie he's led by a magician. Hmm. And I've the, that. the books and the things and so forth until he has his enlightenment yes. and then he realizes what was happening. So mm-hmm. yes, I have had the I mean the luck. The luck. Yeah. It just seems to have followed you. So as that's happened I'm sure there has been, again, a path in which that you kind of have jumped from one lily pad to the next, where there's been some opportunities. Or was carried from one lily pad to the next. Well, if you're doing a good job, then people are going to say, hey, what are you doing? If you stay out of the way. What do you mean? Just just let uh, fate take over? Fate. Fate is is the... uh, Thinking of a thing as so, even though it's not so, so it can become so. Hmm. Okay. Try and restate that again in my mind. Say that one more time. Fate is thinking of a thing right. that is not, not so, so. Okay. so it can become so. So that would be kind of a dream in which you are thinking about an idea and the more you work towards that dream, then it can become so. Yeah. So dreams and fate are kind of intertwined. Uh, or would you say dreams are different? Sweet dreams are made of this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Annie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you're standing on oh, my cord. On your cord. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Got your attention? Yes, you did. So when you're performing and, and develop your act, mm. it, was a, it was a tight act. And I was thinking about the music that you use. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have talked with other magicians about uh, copyright material, or I should say ASCAP uh, mm-hmm. type music and everything. Yes. Because I recall that you were using the stripper song, yes. like for the newspaper, I think. Newspaper yes. Terror. Okay. Yes. Uh, Once again, a gift. How's that? I'm making the newspapers. Mm-hmm. And then the tune came over the radio mm-hmm. as I was making it. And I said, hey, that could go with this. Oh, really? Okay. So it's not like I said, oh, I'm going to think of a right tune and do. No, it was. Present. As you were yep. practicing, this just was over that the radio was at it. the right time. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Do you have to pay rights for that to uh, when you're performing that on television? The check I is assume. in the mail. Okay. Fair when enough. you're on official business, mm-hmm. everything is supplied. Okay, so it's the responsibility of the uh, person who hires you, supposedly. It's not yours. <laughs> it's supposed to be supplied. Karma never forgets an address. <laughs> never forget an address. Okay. Um. Well, in developing also the the rest of the act, do you look at spending a lot of time in developing a routine, or do you think about the overarching act itself, saying, where do I want to begin, where do I want to end, and what do I want the audience to feel? Or do you kind of work on a trick, and then you say, okay, I think I can put this within this act? Uh, The music that we use tells the audience how to take what we're doing emotionally. I see. If I'm doing the the presentation and the music because I like it, mm-hmm. I'm the only one on the stage that likes it. The audience don't like it, and I'm fooling myself. <laughs> but uh, if I'm doing this with that kind of uh, an outlook and a plan, mm-hmm. and the audience will tell you whether they like it or not. Through their applause or laughter or... And response. And response, okay. Whatever the response would be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you do put things in your act that are intentionally funny? It seems like that yours is just a beautiful thing to watch. I don't see it. I mean, uh, laughter is a response, but it's not necessarily the right response at the right time for certain acts. Uh, you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, I was just thinking, let's say, like uh, James Demare's act. You know, it's not funny. It's beautiful. It's something to watch. You know, when I look at your act, it's not overly funny except you laugh maybe when there was a surprise like oh how that happened oh he fooled me or once again lucky guy there's Mm -hmm. nothing original in our presentation Mm -hmm. it was it was the presentation and a lot of pieces combining okay and they just happened to work Mm -hmm. but they were things that you had practiced for a long time that kind of came together did Dove, was there any part of that as far as helping you routine it? I'll say this. If, if someone out there has not an assistant but a partner. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. A big difference. And, and they're not listening to that partner. Hmm. They are, uh, what's the word when you're cheating yourself? What you do, you do to yourself. And... The best thing I learned in our relationship was to accept and listen to her feedback. She made all the costumes that she wore. Mm-hmm. The costumes that I was wearing was a gift from a lady named Ruthie West. She made costumes for the Jackson 5, the Temptations. Wow. Oh, yeah. This this is, Yeah. You had a top hat too, as I recall too. So the had hat a top hat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I probably changed my uh, persona as much as Cher and Madonna. <laughs> That's a lot, man. <laughs> hey, you know if it ain't working. Okay, so yeah. uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's like, um, yeah. Uh, okay, I had one look, and then I had another look. Mm-hmm. And then I had the turban look at a at time. Oh, I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like... What, what made you change? The turban? Well, I mean, from one to the other. But why did you change your look? Life. You just didn't feel as comfortable in that particular look? You thought, I've outgrown this, and I'm evolved to another one? I want to shed my skin from that, or...? No. On my business cards, uh-huh. we had the look. Yeah. All right? And we went to the airport after 9-11. Hmm. And got profiled. Oh, okay. There you go. I understand. Thank you. See? <laughs> I'm with you. So, uh, you circumstances be... and availability, all those things combined. Mm-hmm. But it was time to change. Right. Kind of like when Blackstone changed his name. I think he went by the Great Frederick for a while. And then after the war, people, German names were not in vogue. And so he decided to get rid of that. There you go. You got to be conscious of the times and the politics and what's going on. And then again... It was uh, a a matter of convenience. I'm looking at you now Mm -hmm. and your wonderful hair. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and as my hair started to diminish, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to wear this. Oh, to, okay, cover your head. Oh, I yeah, thought about that. Okay. You see, you so you were not attra- people were not attracted at the time to or distracted by by your it head. All in my head. Okay. But all. it was about you. I mean, your fear of what they were thinking about what they were looking at. No, no, at. no, personal. Personal preference. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm 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 saying, "Oh, oh, okay." And it worked out. And when you got to a point you just started I'm going to be cutting it short and just kind of uh, shaving it. Perception, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They called it a, a turban. I called it a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> because it was a part of you, basically. It you almost felt hey. almost felt uncomfortable not wearing it. Uh, you could say that, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Because it, there was a time that it was the opening piece. And they didn't know how to take it or whatever, because I, I took the hat off, the mm-hmm. turban off, and I went into a different uh, persona look. Character. Yeah, okay. and then I think I had about three different looks in one show at, at a time. Did you feel that uh, as you were wearing the new costume, if you will, yes, that your performing persona changed and your act changed, and maybe you slowed down or sped up or did something to be in character? Mm, no. Or did you just do the same act with a different act with a different outfit? Uh, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, taking on the mantle of a silent act opened up the world mm-hmm. because we didn't have to worry about dialogue. Sound so, like uh, Mr. Electric. There you go. Learn from Mr. Electric. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, and Carol. And Carol, of course. Yes. Dear Carol. So in working around the world, uh, it kind of takes it back to one of my earlier questions, then what was some place that you had uh, you and Dove visited? Uh, whether you performed, whether it was a particular performance that was impressive, was there a place that, like in the world, it's like, I'd love to go back there. So my, aside from the Magic Castle, where would be some place that you liked uh, in the world? Well, let me tell you where I won't go back. Okay. And besides that, and besides this, and besides that, oh, and I won't do that. <laughs> and you're saying, now, what is he saying? I'm saying. I'm not cutting things out as you're listening. I'm not editing anything here. He's saying this. I'm, He's not I'm, saying this. <laughs> I'm just saying there were some places I wouldn't go back. I understand. Yeah, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've, I've been places where I'm not going to name it because mm-hmm. it was a, my, my own personal preference. Other people may love it, but it's just for you. E- exactly. I don't ski. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was cold. It was cold. <laughs> You're not going back. <laughs> right, if I could help. If you could help it. If I could help it. But it was very, very uh, good uh, lessons learned. I mean, uh-huh. and it, I think you you're never any place you're not supposed to be, and you're never any place that you're not needed. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Hmm. But you will end up where you're supposed to be all the time. I'm supposed to be here right now with you. Mm-hmm. It, this is Saturday morning before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm sitting here. Uh, opening up right. to my good friend, and you, you can go on online and see how many interviews I ha- I do. The the most recent interview that a person got me to talk yeah, like this, like and, this. Uh, was the amazing Jonathan. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He had a was it? Did he have a podcast or was that a video thing that he had? Video like, and pod. Yeah. 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 Uh, the burn burns. Factor, something like that. Yeah, I recall that. Yeah. Well, I'm all the more honored. Thank you very much. I'm glad that you're yeah. sharing some time here with me then too. Um, and so, the uh, the act was what twelve minutes or how long was your uh, silent act that you uh, were Ch- most known for? Channy Pollock, who also is a instructor for us. When we met Channy, that mm-hmm. that changed everything. Hmm. Opened up one's 
perspective, like the veil had been lifted from your eyes. Uh-huh. And uh, yes, yeah, so he did seven minutes. Seven minutes. And oh. when he would show up, when the agent had him show up, and yeah. the people who bought him, they were expecting 45. Mm-hmm. And wow. they hit the ceiling. And then the, all the agents said, the manager said, watch the ad. They couldn't get enough. Wow. They, they took that. Seven, hey, dynamite comes in small packages. And uh-huh. nitroglycerin takes the shape of the container it's in. Hmm. That's that's a very wise. That's a good point then too. Yeah, and so you have to uh, play to your strengths. Uh, then certainly, and you will end up where you're supposed to be. And in in that case, I, I was going to ask about uh, with Channing how instrumental he was in that. Earlier, I was going to ask you about this anyhow. With some of his doves, did he? Uh, teach you? Did you go for lessons? Was he just giving you advice or he was a friend of yours or how did you come to work or just you saw him and thought, wow, that guy is well, Like the everyone, that went, that went ballistic. That was global. Channing, he did uh, Arabian Nights mm-hmm. and every magician from then on wanted to do doves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the card work Right. And everything, yes. Oh, people want Standing to... on the shoulders of giants. Well, even yet today, people still clone the those who were successful, whether it was Houdini or whether it was uh, Channing Pollock or Lance Burton. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like whoever is the hottest act right now, it's like they're hot for a reason, so I want to be like that person. And unfortunately, they there is only that one person. You know, otherwise you're just kind of a wannabe, it seems like. Or you're now there's nothing wrong necessarily with trying to clone that act and learning something, but then using that as a stepping stone onto something else. Much like uh, Salvador Dali had several students who would actually paint over some of his paintings to learn his style, but then they would go on and become great themselves, uh with with their own individual styles. So by learning from masters and duplicating their acts it's not a bad thing but don't try to make a career of cloning i guess what i'm saying you know yes what I'm saying? there is there there is value in originality yeah correct right there's not there's there's not gonna be another mac king there'll be other comedy magicians but no one like mac that's right yeah yes and uh if you're lucky enough to see this and recognize it uh, it, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, Max Maven was uh, intimately involved with the uh, Academy of Magical Arts for a long number of years then, too. Uh, and you had worked with him quite a bit uh, at the time, I assume, throughout his career? Throughout our career, mm-hmm. Max was is one of those people that took us under his wing. Mm. I get I get choked up just thinking about Max. I'm in the position of director of entertainment because of Max. Hmm. Uh, yes, he taught me everything I know, and I have been. Uh, and he didn't do it as I I look back on it and not taking credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was thinking of the academy. What would be the best fit for the academy? Okay. And uh, the rest is history. How did he separate the academy from the castle, or did he? There is no separation. Okay. Symbiotic. It is symbiotic. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, and I know he, there have been other entertainment directors, I think Todd Carr, uh, for a while. And uh, who else besides Max and you and Todd have been entertainment directors? you remember? Further back, I guess Bill and I mean, when I first worked, Bill hired me. <laughs> okay, well, I don't actually online for the Max Maven Memorial. Mm-hmm. I I would like to think I said it all, and, and in order to try and recollect what I said mm-hmm. would make it seem like it wasn't from the heart. That was from the moment. And if you really want to know, like I wear the badge that says Director of Entertainment. Mm -hmm. They had it before Max. It was Entertainment Director. And Max says, no, it should be Director of Entertainment. And Max Maven, 
was and to me is and always will be director of entertainment. So as I wear this badge, I'm wearing it in respect for Max. Hmm. I am not the director of entertainment. Max is still directing the entertainment. You still feel that? Oh, definitely. I have the, the information that he presented to me when we started out mm-hmm. on a flash drive. It came disguised as a pen, and when he unscrewed it, it was a flash drive, and on this drive were all the pictures, the spreadsheets, the addresses, wow. the notes, everything. Mm-hmm. He turned that over to little old me. <laughs> it's like a secret spy pen. Yes. Yes, very much so. And, uh, yeah, each day I try to be worthy of his trust and the trust of the Academy because this can be gone in a heartbeat. I don't think people necessarily knew nor appreciated the work that Max did for the Academy because they always think of him globally as being a mentalist and uh, an author. And, uh, but, but. I, that's why I wanted you to speak from that standpoint of what he meant to this place. Oh, yeah. can't speak enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has changed a lot and gone through a lot of iterations and through fire and all kinds of uh, stuff. And, and as well as uh, after remodeling, uh, I think where we're sitting now, wasn't this once a garage, I think, yes. down here? Yes, um, yes. We're yeah. in, we're, you you want to tell them where we are? We're sitting in the Peller Theater. Yes. Who was named after who was Peller? I don't know either. <laughs> I've just, uh, I, I, I know they've gone through some changes. The W.C. Fields Bar is now called the Library Bar, and also they had the W.C. Fields Table. There have been different changes. Have some of these things just been because did, it's time did, to change? Did, did you interview Bill Goodwin? I have. He he is the, the librarian, yes. and justifiably so. Mm-hmm. He has that information. Okay. Yeah, yes. I might ask him then about that then as well. Yeah, but this has gone through uh, a lot of changes through the uh, uh, throughout the years, and we're celebrating what sixty three or sixty? Where are we now? Sixty one. Water seeks its own level. Yes. <laughs> okay, you lost me there. So, when you say it goes through these these oh, ebbs and tides yes, yeah, and yeah, things, yes. but it's only to get to a point where it's it's at the right place and right now it's at the right place at the right level yeah which may not be the right place later because it continues to uh ebb and flow there you go Mm -hmm. gotcha but but right now there's an old saying i i uh i sent you a helicopter i sent you a boat let your listeners look that up Mm -hmm. (laughs) they sent us a randy pitchford at the right time. At the right time. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Wow. He has done so much, yeah, to uh, for this. Pure spirit. And thought about the way that that, uh, that all came together. But we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for Randy. I mean, right, right now, it's literally today. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And had he not grown up in the castle with the Larsons as a second family to him, basically, and been embraced by... The building, the, the the people, and everything. Then he would not have been able to achieve the success he did, and have the vision for his gaming company. I'm sure, and everything is through Magic. I'm sure has a lot of that then as well, to allow him to have the success he did, to be able to to have that kind of great spirit that he's learned here as well, as far as sharing, to give back to the castle. Uh, there's an act here by the name of uh, David Kovac. And one of the lines in his show is that he believes in reincarnation, and that's why he's leaving all of his money to himself. <laughs> that's right. That's funny. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, if, if, I'm not going to go on a spiritual tangent or whatever. I don't mind. Take when off. I tell people that the Magic Castle books itself, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. All I have to be is receptive to it. Yeah. And uh, the spirits that have come before us and the ones that are becoming after us, if it's a small show for whatever reason, I consider the people empty seats in the 
they're not empty seats. They're fans dressed as empty seats. Hmm. Hmm. And they are contributing also to the success. They're not gone. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely not forgotten. And so their spirits live on. Here. Spirit and helping the castle also, the, right. the academy and the magic castle. I can't, I can't say one without the other. Like I say, it's a symbiotic relationship. Speaking of that, I have heard people from time to time talk about some spirits that have been here or some ghostly, not necessarily apparitions, but some unexplainable things. Have you seen or experienced anything like that here in the building during your tenure? Silence cannot be misquoted. (laughs) Write that down, folks. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, yes. Um, because I, I, I know there are many people who would want their ashes spread here, which was another rumor I'd heard for years that Divernon's ashes were spread different places here, you know, within the castle. And, True. Yeah. And other people who have died here uh, in the castle of heart attack or else. Uh, but it's just a um, uh, so it, it, it. But beyond that, whether they did or not, uh, it's just the, the palpable feeling once you come into the building of the spirit of the, 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 the this is where magic lives mm-hmm. you know it's it's the mecca of magic that people will spend all of their lives trying to save money from overseas just to come here for a bucket list opportunity uh, experience let's see there is several degrees there is the novice there is the student there is the disciple there is the master and the grandmaster. Hmm. That's part of what this is about. Mm-hmm. And we have all those people as members and guests or performers. And you and start coming. here, mm-hmm. and you, 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 if, you're, if you're meant to be and, and you, your, your due diligence pays off, you will become that grandmaster. And what I think also is that's not something that you would aspire to say, I'm going to be that person. It just happens. Uh, respect is not – respect is earned. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make somebody respect you. That's my point. Yes. It, it, it comes – maybe not in a flash, uh, but I think you know, it might come slow that in, in, une- in unexpected ways then as well. Like this podcast, I started this out just because I like talking with friends like you. I mean, it's just a conversation. Well, thank you and, for considering me a friend. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> of course you I, are. I don't sign the checks. <laughs> and, and uh, well, uh, I just uh, am saying that when I started this, though, I had no expectation nor, I guess, long term vision of where this might go or how this will be in the annals of history digitally that people can listen to in generations now. If you give somebody a gift mm-hmm. and you expect thank you, you just put a price on it. Huh. Wow. You know, that's that's very true. Yeah. It should be given without uh, with, without expectation. You are not, as a, as a magician, I can only speak as a magician, mm-hmm. you are not honored for what you do, mm-hmm. you're honored by what you do. I remember AJ's book about the art of schmoozing, and he was talking about you want to give things to people, but not with the expectation, the, even a thank you, you know, or them giving you th- something back. It's just uh, there is a schmoozing has had a bad connotation of meaning you're you're trying to suck up to somebody because you want something from them. But he he had kind of flipped it on his head to say the point is, no, that you're wanting just to thank people for being there or the service they have or for being in the toll booth or whatever it is. I mean, if it's nothing more than a thank you. You know, I try to do that on a daily basis. I try to smile. If you do nothing else to, you know, homeless person in the street or help, you know, somebody, whatever you can. I mean, the point is of, of, of being nice. You know, there's uh, importance of that. Do unto others yeah. as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Only do it first. Do it first. Yeah. Without the expectation of wanting them to do something for you. Hey, that movie changed my thinking. Great expectation. Mm-hmm. Don't give the ending away. <laughs> <laughs> Let them go see it. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I have great expectations. And, and the Magic Castle, that's one of the products 
that that is you come in and you experience mm-hmm. the unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people come here to be surprised. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's what mystery is about. And uh, and and, and un, unex, yeah, unexpected events to happen mm-hmm. where you will be defying the laws of of, of science and gravity. And and um, you want to rub shoulders with magicians. This is the lay people speaking. Yeah. And uh, once they say "open sesame," and they come through the bookcase. They're in this realm, mm-hmm. and to their maturity, they're going to um, analyze, dissect, and then when they leave, they, we hope that they leave better. Well, well we definitely, they're going to leave better than when they came in. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also to have respect while you're here, which is... Uh one of the things, too, where you're not supposed to be taking photos or asking for autographs, I mean, because there are a lot of people who are celebrities or for whatever yes. position in life. Yes. They come here not for anonymity, but just to have a good time also. I don't do therapy. <laughs> so I'm not going to analyze everyone coming in. Yeah. I'm going to hope that they they know what what's – and that we have all the rules and regulations there. Right. And uh, – have a good time. I was just thinking about that earlier this week, about how the dress codes have changed. And I remember back when turtlenecks were popular, mm-hmm. and there was a period of time, and they were saying, well, should we allow turtlenecks then or not, because we're still supposed, men are supposed to wear coats and ties. But it was really more than a fad. It was a fashion for quite a while, and I believe that was acceptable for a while here. Still is. Is it still where tur- men can wear turtlenecks then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Yes, if it's, yes, different once again, because they're, they're, I'm not the fashion police. You're asking me a question I, I can't yeah. uh, respond to correctly. Yeah, you're the director of entertainment, not the director of fashion. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or of attire. Well, you can perhaps answer this question. I've heard this I'll rumor. I'll do my best. Okay, that's why I say perhaps. Uh, I'd heard a rumor where Hillary Clinton had come in in a pantsuit, and they said, that's not acceptable. You have to have a dress. And she was turned away. Had you heard that? No. Okay. No, but I've I've heard I've I've never I've heard of rock stars coming in mm-hmm. and not dressed appropriately, and they're saying this outfit costs one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and they said, nope, sorry. Same thing like with ripped jeans. I I know people come in with jeans. They say, well, these are yeah, very expensive jeans, or right? Bought whatever. It's like sorry, it's denim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as the dress code then today. Uh, has the uh, has it relaxed a bit as far as women are concerned that they can wear a pantsuit or do they have to wear a dress still? Do you know? I'm no. not the fashion police. <laughs> go go back to what I said earlier. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Pivot right. Okay. Back yeah. To that well, point. <laughs> you can for answers to that, you can go to themagiccastle.com, and, and there is a dress code uh, guidelines there that you can look yes, at and follow. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, working here, has there been some experience with uh, somebody or something or some act that uh, kind of stands out? You were talking about Channing Pollock earlier, but I mean, over the years, you know, Johnny Thompson, so many people who have worked here. I mean, I'm not asking you about necessarily who's your favorite, but what? Oh, I, I fell in that trap once. I'm not going to. I'm not going to trap you once. <laughs> once, <laughs> ain't going to fall in that one anymore. Yeah. But. Uh, Let's say that, uh, once again, lucky guy mm-hmm. to have the ability to be in the same room with these people. Sure. Norm Nielsen, Channy Pollock, uh, Johnny Thompson, uh, uh, Marvin and Carol. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and they each. Cuda Box, were you around? See Cuda yes, Box? yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, uh, Glenn Francis, Glenn, Glenn and Francis. Yep, that was the Willard. first act I ever saw here when I came to the castle. Was their act? Uh, Glenn Falkenstein and uh, Francis Falcons. Willard. Yep, and Francis. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, that's why you got the mic. See, <laughs> you know where the bodies are buried. Well, they were friends of mine, and uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
and they wouldn't be friends of yours unless it was meant to be. And they are entrusting you to he- help keep this legacy going. Carry their memory. Yeah, and yeah. this this podcast does just that perfectly. Well, thank you very much. That's uh, what I want to to do and what I want to accomplish, you know, uh, long beyond me. And also, a lot of times when I'm talking with people like you that I feel like between the two of us, myself and somebody else, I think we have a brain that we can, it's like I, they can name the first name and I'll name the second name, you know, or something yeah, like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like you and Dub, I'm sure, you know, it's like you answer you, you complete each other's sentences, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quiet before she gets to up. You know, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm done with the shut. Uh, I know where that's going. Yeah, uh, how long have you been married? I was married for 43 years. Oh, yeah, and uh, uh, Kathy had passed just five years ago, just uh, ah. in, in May. So what uh, we had. 43 years of uh, wedded bliss absolutely is a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, and uh, never a day went by without telling each other we love each other. Mm-hmm. We traveled where we wanted. And uh, you know, my advice always has been to seize the moment. You know, carpe diem. I really have, we believe that. It's like if an opportunity comes, it's not like, well, let's do that later when we have some more time. Because you never know if, when your time is up. So seize the moment is kind of what I've always said. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and that's... Going back to what you were saying, you wouldn't be where you were supposed to be unless you say yes to things. It's, it's, yes is a better answer than no. It, it takes less muscle. Hmm. And if I say no, I'm spelling it K-N-O-W. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do good and bad. Somebody says, oh, that's a bad act. Or this is bad. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. No, no. Don't do good and bad. I I do skilled and unskilled. Okay. That's that's the benchmark right there. Yeah. Because of your base of comparison, having seen so much and come through here, mm-hmm. you have... Um, you have the ability to be a good director, not just of entertainment, but also a director of, of shows from the standpoint of saying, if you would stand here, I mean, do you ever talk with accents or do you wait until they ask you? Knock and the door shall open. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seek and you will find. Yes. But the moment you step into it, even though your heart is in the right place, sure. you draw back a nub. <laughs> so, so no don't reach out <laughs> unless uh, they reach you first there you go okay and and has there been people i mean they're missing a golden opportunity if they're not asking you because again i think you would have some good suggestions yeah yeah uh i don't i'm not even sure if i do suggestions i will do i'd rather do a recommendation there you go mm-hmm <clears throat> And a recommendation saying you might try this or something, or you might go and study from here or? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I'm not perfect. Well, Far yeah. from it. I, I have been wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. My life, thank God. I'm not, I'm, and if I offended somebody by using that word, I apologize. But... Uh, I have I have uh, been wrong, and lucky enough, I have the opportunity to correct it. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, I don't hold grudges. Uh, it's a waste of time. It is. It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So, it, in in cases like that, without holding grudges, just better to kind of have that person at arm's length or thinking, okay, well, I, if you can avoid being near or around that person or at a situation, I will avoid that situation. Or if, if you're driving by someplace that is a high crime area or someplace that has a lot of accidents because there's no stop sign, I'll avoid and go around that area, you know, kind of a thing, I guess. And similarly, like with some people, I mean, you, it's you not- can be right. You can be right and you can be dead right. Yeah, that's right. You sound like a, I think it was a, 
seatbelt uh, commercial or a PSA <laughs> about that, you know, about wearing your seatbelt. You, you know, that uh, you could be right, but uh, you were dead right, you know. So look uh, look and listen when you before you go across the intersection. We've you just know. been going through this <laughs> weather with the, the rain. It doesn't rain in California. It pours. Yeah. And I hit a pothole hmm. coming here today. And damage your rim? That's just it. I I became more the sound and the depth of it. Mm -hmm. But it didn't stop me because I was supposed to be with you. So because I'm supposed to be with you today, you saved the car. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> Scott, you saved my car today. Well, you're saving me by being here then, too. Again, I've been wanting to talk with you for, for so long. You know. But we didn't talk it's enough so... about magic. I mean, well, gosh. What would you like to say about magic? It's not hard to find magic. Okay. What's hard is to find something that's not. Because there's magic in everything. Okay. Well, I mean, that's cliche. You know, magic in a smile or laughter of a child or different things like that. It's all true. You know, it's not just cliche. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that's outside and beyond just the magic castle that you can, if you keep that in your heart. And you got to believe. Mm-hmm. What do you believe in? What do I believe? Yeah. You ever look up the word believe? I have not. Stop. Is your picture there? <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the word believe, and, you know, they have these, they say the, all these words come from the Latin. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be the first language. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm hmm uh, the word believe comes from the Latin word placebo. Mm -hmm. hmm, well, that makes sense because when we're using placebos then uh, now as a fake drug of something that will satisfy or satiate uh, your, you your need. You believe it's going to, to work. work. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So don't let anyone mess with your belief. Yeah. Well, however, beliefs change, and they evolve as you age and you experience. Anytime you hear the word however or but, it changes everything that came before. It negates all that. That's, that's why I always like to use the word and. Ah. <laughs> and if you think about this kind of a thing. Ah. But the world of magic is doing very well, very healthy. Mm -hmm. What a blessing pen and tellers fool us. You think we live in an age of a golden age of magic again? A resurgence of a golden age now? or Never came out of it. It just went into maybe a hiatus for a moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it's still thriving. I didn't mean to interrupt. You're saying about Penn and Teller and others that are really... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, America's Got Talent. Oh, true. Uh, Masters, Masters of, of Illusion. Illusion. Right. Uh, and I don't have, have an idea what's happening in Europe. I mean, over here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and now all the new clubs that are opening up, like we said earlier mm -hmm. in this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, yeah. and tours of people who are going around. I mean, you know, Alex Ramon's uh, uh, touring. I know uh, Lance Burton and friends are touring. Uh, the Master's Illusion has a tour that's uh, going around. So people are going into the... Uh, I don't know if Michael Carbonero is touring now, but he has. I mean, my point is... You can see live oh, Champions Magic. I just saw them with Holly England and uh, others, you know, just recently. Um, I assume that the uh, Masters Illusion will probably get cranked up again uh, sometime soon, uh, you know, with Kevin James and, and that group. Uh, mm -hmm. But the point is, magic is all around us, and it can come to your neighborhood soon, you know. Yeah. Whatever caused it to shut down mm -hmm. for two and a half years didn't win it didn't and 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 that was something as far as what we were able to do with zoom there were a lot of people who rejuvenated their magic and learned to be successful in that environment from home when we were in that at the time and we were doing zoom shows for the for the, for the members yes mm -hmm. i want to thank take this moment to thank all those magicians 
who volunteered mm-hmm. to do them. I say volunteer because the pay was so small, but they didn't do it for the money. Sure. They did it for the Academy and the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it moved on, and uh, everyone started uh, adjusting, adapting, and mm-hmm. those who made it through made it through. Now, they had, what was that, Thursday nights or Fridays? What night was that? Uh, seems Saturday like nights. Saturday nights, yeah, that were member nights that uh, members could tune in. And there were hundreds of people, I believe, who were watching yes. all of that. Yes, yes. And then they were archived so they can watch them later yes. then as well. You get to the Magic Castle. You can uh, go to the library. And if you're nice, <laughs> <laughs> you might get lucky to go into the uh, the room, and then they'll uh, they have it all listed and, mm-hmm. and just see. So the, for the video library, well, Correct. then that's something also that was a little bit of a carryover. For an example, like with a lecture, I'm going to be giving, I'm going to be streaming that. I mm-hmm. guess for members then as well. So see, you're going to be leaving clues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a call back there too. <laughs> you are ma- marvelous, man. <laughs> Uh, see, we don't need to talk about just magic. I mean, friends just don't are, are not one-trick ponies. I mean, there are things that you talk about that are just uh, conversational, see? So have you enjoyed this? Oh, I'm having a ball. <laughs> I can't do enough. Uh, I, I was trying in the beginning to please everyone. Mm-hmm. And then someone somehow told me, said, Jack, it's easier to put on a pair of slippers than it is to carpet the world. Hmm. And you live by that. I try to uh, as much as I can. Well, that brings me to the conclusion that I wanted to ask uh, about your magic word because uh, – I always like to finish by asking, what is the philosophy of life? What is it that is most important? There have been several jackisms that you've given us, like go-finger statements that are really good. But what would you say is, uh, when you wake up in the morning, it's important to you that you want to live by? Well, I've said that earlier Mm -hmm. in the conversation, which would be, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, only do it first. Mm-hmm. I remember getting my feelings hurt, but it wasn't so much the person. It was me not understanding at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and then once I did, you know, uh, if you're lucky in life and if you haven't done it yet, go back to your mother and say, Mom, I'm sorry. I remember when I did this and this. I get it now. Right. You got that opportunity to do it. And your father also. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as far as magic is concerned, what I would leave with as a bit of uh, something to help the performer out there think, what is the process? There, okay, real quick. Uh, when you're coming to the Magic Castle, this is what this is what we're looking for. This is what magic is looking for. Not just me. Mm-hmm. This is magic in general. Do something that they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. If you ha- if you can't do something they haven't seen, do something that they have seen, and make them say, "I wish I had thought of that." Mm. And the third one is just fool them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, so my parting words at this moment in time uh, that we're having this, and thank you again, Scott, would be out there to say, learn trick, do trick, cash check. <laughs> Good advice. Can I drop the mic? Yes. <laughs> Your mic. <laughs> then no. Okay. <laughs> 
we will pretend that happened. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I won't drop That's it. great. Thank you very much. And uh, yes. I appreciate our time together, and I appreciate not just Thank this you. time, but uh, over the years as Thank well. You. Going Thank way you. back to the Magic Island, whenever that That's right. we were working together back in Houston way back when, and you were taking photos, uh, you um, know, of everybody's close-up case and everything. And still have. It, that, book, that book is ready to go, Steve, Steve Mitchell has has compiled this mm-hmm. and uh just need some way to publish it that's it i, well, I don't want publishers you can yeah. find a publisher you can't buy free <laughs> okay i see where you're going okay thank you <laughs> thank you well good luck i hope that that gets published soon i'd like to see that over the years hope you have is to have the hundreds. awareness of the possibilities and you're aware that free is going to be difficult to find no it's not you think no that which i am seeking is seeking me and it will find you yeah everyone finds the castle that which they are seeking we're seeking them that's true they just don't know it yeah jack thanks again (laughs) this is wonderful so with the magic word podcast that was jack goldfinger i love you man this is scotty out Thank you, Jack. Wow, this was one of those podcasts where even I have gone back a couple times just to hear this again. He, uh, as you can tell from time to time throughout our chat, he just had me flummoxed. Uh, it's like, let me think about that for just a minute. I had to kind of digest some of the uh, the gems he was polishing there <laughs> that he was dropping on us. Uh, golly, thank you, Yoda. That was just, that was wonderful. Uh, to kind of study at your feet there for this past hour. And I hope that you, the listener, have enjoyed that as well. And if you did, uh, please consider uh, sharing this and let other people in your magic club or other magicians that you know, let them know about the Magic Award podcast also. Please uh, share and subscribe and do all that kind of stuff you're supposed to do. and like it, I guess, and whatever else. I certainly appreciate it. We're trying to make this podcast grow. And one way of doing that, of course, if you'll just go to iTunes or Google Play, uh, give us a five-star review with your comments. That'd be greatly appreciated. Well, this has been another outstanding episode at number 800, which is, again, a milestone. And I appreciate everybody coming back and helping to make this podcast what it is today. I appreciate your advice and suggestions. And boy, let's just keep us going for another 800 episodes. What do you say? So until next week, stay well, get booked, and remember to do something that they haven't seen. Or if they have seen it, then make them wish they'd thought of it. And then finally, learn trick, do trick, cash check. (laughs) I love it. This is Scotty out. (laughs) 